Hello and welcome to I Seen It. I am Don here with Worm. I forgot your name for a second, Jordan. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It was, it was feeling like such a great intro, then I had to fuck it up. So, <laughs> how are you today? You know what, Donnie? It's not important how many people I've killed. What's important is how I get along with the people that are still alive. <laughs> True words. True <laughs> words from a mighty man. Now, if only you knew who said those words. Is it from a movie that we're going to probably talk about? It absolutely is. That's called a tease. Whoa! Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned, yes. All right. Well, what have you seen today to uh, recently? Ooh, we're going to you're just go jumping right into it, huh? We're going right into it. We're a movie <laughs> podcast, okay? People expect <laughs> people want to hear our words, our great words, our mighty words. <laughs> As we've established, my words aren't very good. <laughs> I I get told that, you know, I make people happy when they listen, so uh, so I can't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast or not, but, uh, I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched deep water, the, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Anna de Armas, uh, Adrian movie Lyne. that took like four years to get done on Hulu eventually. Yeah. Cause sexy thrillers just don't sell anymore unless they're made from cheap books. Well, make it good, and then it will. Like, That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be trash. That's oh, the this whole was, genre. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I How think is if it? You just, it's not good. <laughs> well, um, it had its moments, I suppose. But, I mean, did you enjoy Gone Girl? I did until it was over. Then I didn't want to watch it again. <laughs> Uh, so basically a fleck is playing a cuck, uh, to his beautiful wife, Anna de Armas, but he's basically the same character that he played in gone girl where he's just smarter than you and he's an asshole and you know, he's smarter than you and he knows it and you're supposed to know it. So the whole movie is based around. Um, them supposedly having an open marriage, at least she can sleep with whoever she wants, but he's not allowed to. And, uh, her lovers keep end up going missing. And yeah, it all starts with him teasing that he had killed this guy that was a missing person to one, to her current lover. And that's where the whole mystery kicks off where... Yeah, if they, they just needed to commit one way, not enough of this mystery bullshit. You either just need to be the killer and make that what the movie is, or just don't be the killer. I don't know. It just, like I said, it just needs to commit one way or the other, and it just didn't. And it wasn't interesting enough to to be a diddy diddy not kind of thing. Was it a sexy movie? At oh, least? it's a super horny movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I have mean, been waiting to watch it. My wife and I haven't found time yet. So, I mean, it's seemingly within a day or two of her current lover going missing or showing up murdered on the news <laughs> that she's out banging a new dude already. So, I mean, it like I said, it's super horny. Girls got to like, do what a girl's got to do. 
the whole thing is like she wants she wants him to want her again. And it's well, I mean, he's killing for you, don't you think that's enough? No. No. Oh, okay. By women's code, hell no. No, no, no. I should do there's better. A, there's a whole subplot in this movie where he like harvests and you know, I guess cultivates snails. Okay. <laughs> but it doesn't ever come to nothing. Like I don't know, make them be something like he mentioned some, they produce some sort of poison at some point, if not cooked properly or whatever, but it just doesn't matter. It doesn't play into anything. That bites. Yeah. It, it just goes nowhere. I have a question. So is it revealed that, uh, either Anna or Ben are schizophrenic and are actually the other person? So are they are they banging themselves? That'd be pretty cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would have bumped it up about two whole numbers. Oh my, my god! No, I don't even want to say it because I know where my brain will go with this. So <laughs> I will just ha 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 ha. Uh, uh, yeah, if you could skip this though. No, I don't want to because I've been waiting for an Adrian Line movie, so I need to watch it. I I, I need to. Okay, fine. Watch it for Tracy Letts character. <laughs> He's fine. Fine, fine. <laughs> okay. I'm watching but, it because of that reason, not for the titties and the horniness. Okay. No titties. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I can't even. I mean, Anna Diarmas does it. I mean, she shows them in everything she does, so it's nothing she's, you haven't seen before. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I've got a fun one. Uh, oh, better than Deep Water? I doubt uh, it. Well, I watched <laughs> Toby Hooper's follow up to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. I watched Eaten Alive. It's on Love Shutter that movie. right now. Uh, you told me that, and I went, damn it. Um, so <laughs> the basic plot is, is that a yokel um, down in the bayou is killing people and chopping them up to feed to his giant fucking crocodile. His pet alligator. Pet ad- alligator, sorry. I get those <laughs> mixed up. Uh, yeah, that's that's where the movie jumps in. It's quite it's quite weird. Um, I was not expecting anything like that. Um, I give it points for a young, horny Robert Englund. Um, yeah, I thought it's it's worth checking out. It's 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 it felt a lot more. It just felt dirty. That's that's a good way to put it. But then that's what Toby was doing in the seventies. So yeah, check it out. Well, on there is a Toby Hooper movie uh, from like eighty two or something like that that just that just jumped onto Shutter like three days ago that I am very excited to watch. Uh, that I've never seen before called the fun house. I haven't seen that either. Uh, I was recommended to me and I cannot wait. So I'm not the biggest Toby Hooper fan, but I still gives his movies a shot. So cause you just well, never you, know. I mean, you like Texas chainsaw massacre. I did. I do. I did like the original. I didn't like the sequel because it was just 360 degree difference. So, and I lost a friend because of that movie. So, ha uh, ha ha ha. But you liked uh, Eating Alive, right? 
Yeah, I liked it. It was, I mean, it was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I just read the synopsis on Shudder and I just went, oh, okay, that sounds fun. And then it was <laughs> a little bit different than I was expecting. So lots, right. of, lots of screaming in that movie. Whew. Lots and well, lots and lots and lots. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of screaming at my house the other night while I was scrolling through Tubi. Uh-oh. I happened to stumble upon a personal favorite of mine. So I decided to give it a rewatch. Um, Hackers. <laughs> <laughs> the 1992 crime thriller. Nope. 95. <laughs> 95, sorry. 95. Oof. 95. That well, should have been 92. They it didn't feels know what the like it was. was. <laughs> the tech in this movie is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the tech. Yes. I actually, we were, I was talking with this about this movie with a friend of mine recently. Uh, shout out Maggie. Uh, she loves this movie almost as much as I do. And uh, I told her that I think, She's the only other person that I know that even owns the soundtrack. Uh, I do. And oh, I so own, you're three then. <laughs> I own the movie on DVD and Blu-ray. So. Oh, it's so good. Johnny uh-huh. Lee Miller looks like he's 35 playing a high school kid. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. he looks older than his mother. <laughs> Hot Angelina Jolie. Fisher Stevens is the bad guy. The like, plague. The plague. Mr. Yes. The plague. Mr. The plague. <laughs> Most badass um, person to ride around on a skateboard. I love Matthew Lillard, but holy shit, what was he wearing in this movie? <laughs> hey, that was fashionable in the mid 90s. I mean, all the fashion was fucked up, but th- his was on a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, but- I, I adore uh, hackers just as much as you do. I still quote it to this day, so... Some people get it, some people don't. (laughs) I'm sure it didn't do well on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, but man, is it fun. It's fun. (laughs) It's fun. I always wanted this. They always talked about a sequel, but it it never came. So I just love how they don't know, like, it's you said it's 95, so we don't really know what the internet is yet. Nope. And like, anytime it's portrayed in movies back then, like. You're weaving in and out like through the <laughs> the stacks and whatnot. Like it's they, just ridiculous. They just did that recently <laughs> with uh Black Hat, where yep. the the oh, internet Hat. They, they took you to the inside of it. It's like what? Yeah. Why? You have to. You have we, to see we, the inside that's of the, the only internet. way we can understand what these computers, what the internet is. It's not fun unless you show us what the internet is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Black. Uh, either way, if you've if no one has ever seen this movie, you need to go watch it. It's it's fun. Yeah, the soundtrack is unbelievable. Characters are great. Um, you get to see what did we figure out? Was it John? Who was the guy who um, was the associate? Was like uh, the Hispanic guy. We were talking about it the other day too. Now we're both gonna black out. Who are we talking about? The the <laughs> FBI's. Oh, Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony is in it. Uh, Bunk uh, from The Wire, who just makes me laugh now. Yeah, uh, what? Penn Jillette is also like Penn Fisher Stevens' number one like 
heavy. Lorraine Bracco. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Row, row, <laughs> row your boat. Yes, go see Hackers. It is awesome. Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, speaking of technology, uh, I finally watched all the way through uh, Jurassic World with Ooh. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, directed by Colin Trevorrow. Uh, I had seen bits and pieces of it, and then I was looking for something to watch, and I went, I'll finish it. So it was exactly what I had already seen, just more of it. Okay, uh, so you have seen the first three. Yep. Now you've seen Jurassic World. Yep. Have you seen the second Jurassic World? Nope, I have not seen Fallen Kingdom. Okay, so where does where does this one, where does World, or 4 as we'll call it, where does that fall on your list? Uh, your rankings? Probably third. Um, I mean, I, I don't have a, a, any kind of soft spot for any of the sequels, but, you know, Lost World is, you know, still... Spe- I, 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 I don't know, it... <laughs> I don't. I don't remember hating the Lost World. It was all right. It wasn't the first movie. Uh, it's. It's just the the sequelitis. You know. It just. It. The only thing it brings is it has to be bigger. Um, okay. Yeah. Does the next one have Goldblum? Uh yes. Jurassic World Two has uh, Goldblum for a few minutes. Uh, they're all back in Dominion coming out this year, so. Uh, so is that going to be the sequel that takes us into another trilogy? I hope not. I hope this one ends it, and I hope they actually do this one well. Because Jurassic World 2 is a fucking disaster. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so my personal ranking is obviously one, then it goes Jurassic World uh, then it goes JP3, uh, JP2, and then Jurassic World 2 for my five. So Jurassic World is really, Jurassic World 2 is really bad. Oh, it's horrible. Uh-oh. Well, do you like when they make new dinosaurs? Well, that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be bigger, scarier. And then sell them. Real. And then sell them on like, what is the dinosaur black market? <laughs> bunch of uh, rich I, assholes <laughs> i did like how the new super dinosaur died at the end of world i hadn't seen that so when that little surprise went, oh ha, 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 you're gone yeah. but I, I i am amazed with the bryce dallas howard running in heels um oh yeah yep and when she said that she's ready and chris pratt just kind of gives her a look like Hey, she didn't know she was going to be getting chased by dinosaurs when she went to the office that day. You should fucking know. You Why? Work a, you work in a dinosaur park, okay? She is works. There, is there no records of what happened before? Or they just wiped that away like WWE. It never happened. It's a theme park. Why would she assume that shit's going to hit the fan? It happened before. Just yeah, but they made they they did better security this time. There's never. <laughs> life finds a way oh just wait till you see dinosaurs roaming around san diego Ooh. can't wait do they fuck? and then eventually vegas Ooh. 
Yeah, that's where we're picking up in five or six. Dominion. Have you seen uh, the trailer for it yet? No. Do they oh. play the Jurassic Park theme again? No, but you get a T-Rex going through a drive-thru because drive-thrus still exist. It's like a snappy or, stop or... No, drive-in. drive, drive in, Drive-in theaters. Sorry, it's, not drive-thru the theaters. <laughs> oh, we should make drive-thru theaters. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a massive tunnel that the movie's playing in. <laughs> I think those were called video stores. Uh, okay. Uh, I know. So I guess I have to see Jurassic Park 2 World. No, you don't. Skip it. <laughs> I mean, you're not missing anything if you skip it and go straight to Dominion. Dominion. I don't want to be one of those people who misses out. Okay, I'm catching uh, up after all these years. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you've taken seven years to watch Jurassic World. So. I did, yeah. The only reason I watched it is because we had it conveniently on uh, Blu-ray from my father-in-law. So ah. I didn't want to be really lazy and have to stream it somewhere. So, Huh. Yep. Physical all the way. All, all right. right. What's, what's your next movie? Uh, I also watched Windfall. Have you seen this? Heard of this? I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so Jason Siegel breaks into Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins, like summer home vacation home, uh, when they're not there. And because he takes his sweet ass time, they show up as he's trying to leave. So then he has to take them hostage and blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, it was a movie. <laughs> uh, I just feel bad. Like Plemons didn't have much to do. And I mean, what he did get to do was fine, but he just, just in a nothing role. Uh, Lily Collins, the same thing. Like she's not given much to do in this. Uh, even Seagull, like if he would have just gone for it, it would have been a great movie. But he's just so he just holds everything back until he gives like this speech at the end, you know, kind of telling him why he did this. But like, that's the only real emotion you get out of this guy. And it's like, God, where was that the whole movie? If he was just a little, little more of a loose cannon, it would have been a great flick. But I mean, it, it's just fine. Can't have any loose cannons nowadays. <laughs> just yeah he's just so reserved and i just wanted him to uh, just go for it that's all i can that's all i go back to is just it, try something it sounds like it needed to be a movie made in the 1980s oh you give that role to cage and he's fucking killing it <laughs> <laughs> it probably makes for a worse movie but <laughs> oh no 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 at least his performance would be something to talk about cage could play all three characters Sure. <laughs> Be a better movie. Yeah. Is that more just just content drop on Netflix? It's not anything more than... Yeah, again, I think they wanted to make it into something and it just didn't materialize. Like, they, they mentioned that Plemons is some fucking tech billionaire. But again, it doesn't amount to anything. 
I don't know. It was just sounds like not... sounds like you <laughs> wanted some depth from your movies. You wanted some more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sue me for wanting some substance. Oh well, <laughs> then I got some substance for you. Uh, sure. My last movie is Roland Emmerich's 2022 Roland Emmerich's Moonfall. Oh, <laughs> oh Why? yeah. Oh, um, I was bored. I decided to give it a chance. Sometimes I wonder how bad can it be? I hadn't seen a movie of his in a long time. Holy shit. I should have just stayed away. Um, Man, I told you, you told me you were going to watch this movie and I said, don't. Oh, it's <laughs> and you went uh, for it's, it. It's two hours of high, high, high drama. Uh, nobody is emotive when people are supposed to cry or be sad. They don't know what movie they're in. Sprint me. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> there's one, there's one kid who's gotten through all of this and he's supposed to be upset, but he sounds like me now. So like, yeah, we'll be fine. It's so, you know, you know, it's what <laughs> you're, what you're saying doesn't match how you're supposed to be. Sh yeah. Uh, the special effects are in, are beyond cheap. I it's 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 yes, I get it. It's supposed to be dumb. It's supposed to be ridiculous, but it, it's not even trying. It's because because the moon the moon is is affecting you know gravitational pull, so people can it just float when the the movie needs it. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. Well, uh, if you want to watch something worth a damn, uh, I got a recommendation for you to watch. 2012? If, if you want to get over your, your moonfall sadness. Ooh, try it. Uh, Do it. There's a movie on Netflix called Coming Home in the Dark. Coming Home in the Dark. Anything? It doesn't have any stars in it. I don't think. I can't remember. Uh, it's kind of like a pseudo home invasion, and I only say that because they're at a picnic when they show up. So, uh, it, it was good. You should you should check that one out. Get back to me. Coming I can't really tell you. Yeah, I can't tell you a whole lot without giving away a you know, the plot and whatnot is kind of a. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't say much without spoiling everything. So, coming home. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I will. Coming home in the dark is making me think of True Romance and Coming Home in a Body Bag. Now that's Ooh, a fucking yeah. Vietnam movie. <laughs> I mean, I love True Romance. But <laughs> I want to see the actual version of Coming Home in a Body Bag. Somebody needs to see, make that movie. I want to see the Quentin Tarantino version of True Romance. I think that was so. Well, didn't he just write it? He wrote it, yeah. But he didn't. He didn't get to direct it. No. I want to see his directorial. Well, then you probably vision of true see... romance. Well, it's two. It's two stories. It was true romance and nah, natural born killers that he would have to. Right. Yep. So it would have to be the complete version of that, which would be really fucked up. <laughs> Sure. That's all I got. I got a tease for next week. So, Ooh. yeah, uh, courtesy of Blu-ray.com. They were just random. They just 
sometimes just name off movies that are coming to Blu-ray. And it was a movie called Alien Private Eye. What um, the fuck? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so the only place that I could find this movie is on YouTube. Uh, I started watching it last <laughs> night. I'm about a half an hour into it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's somebody just put their VHS copy on YouTube. I'm a half an hour into this movie, and it is the goddamnedest funniest thing. So, all right. So, is the Mac and is it like a Mac and Me alien that's gonna be? <laughs> nope. No. 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 It's a. Are we talking a xenomorph alien? Nope. Nope. Are we it, talking he's... like a Mork and Mindy type alien? Nope. He's a weird-looking, I think, Italian or Spanish guy. Who Holy dresses shit. like a pimp to wow. hide his ears, which okay. are terrible looking elf ears, but they're trying to say that they're uh, alien ears. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, the, guy dressed, the guy dressed as a pimp is dressed as a pimp all the time. Better alien, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey in Earth Girls Are Easy, or this alien? <laughs> This guy, because <laughs> this guy could do karate kicks. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to write about it. Yeah, I I I can't wait to finish the movie. So, all right. So yeah, uh, if, I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, should we get into our main event? We, yes, let's get into our main event. Duh, right. ding, ding. And now it's time for the main event. Mm, let's get ready to Willis. Are you ready to Bruce Willis? <laughs> oh, I'm ready to Bruce. So I'm obviously... ready to Bruce. We had a different podcast lined up for the week, and then Bruce Willis came out and announced his retirement from acting with uh, with his asphagia. Uh, so we decided we had to throw this emergency podcast together. Yep. And we decided we wanted to give our list of our favorite Bruce Willis movies or roles, and not just the best, because, I mean, I think we can all agree. Die Hard. Die Hard, John McClane. You know, that they go hand in hand when you say Bruce Willis. So uh the other one I think is what Pulp Fiction that everyone Pulp Fiction. always yeah, talks about. Butch. Butch Coolidge. Butch. The badass. The badass. So was Die Hard the first movie you saw with Bruce, or was there other was, were you introduced uh, on like moonlighting when you were a, no, a child? No, I don't. I don't or? remember moonlighting. I remember the movie uh, Blind Date with Blind him. Date. Holy hell! Yeah, <laughs> Blind Date. Uh, him, Kim Basinger, Bassinger, uh, John Larroquette, um, where Willis gets the greatest blind date ever in Kim Basinger, but everything goes to hell in a handbasket. I remember thinking it was funny when I was younger. I haven't seen it in a long, 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 long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think Die Hard came a little bit later. It wasn't until 
I think the other two had come out to when I had seen it. Um, so, but yeah, when I saw it, it was awesome. Yeah, my uh, my first Bruce Willis movie was a movie that he's not even in. Uh, he's just a voice. He was in Look Who's Talking as as the baby. Oh, yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that one. I'm as Mikey. Yeah. So that was my first introduction to Bruce Willis. What are these jumbos? More so, look who's talking too. <laughs> oh, yo, mine was look who's talking. Yeah, but yeah, then, it was talking definitely. too. <laughs> I had forgotten about those. I I had skipped over them in my internet research. Ah, I I apologize, John Travolta. I apologize. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Fuck my breathing. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I've always once. Yeah, once I started getting a little bit older, yeah, I've, I've become a bigger Bruce Willis fan than you are, as we've <laughs> discussed. Um, I have watched more of his movies lately because they've all been, they were all terrible for a reason. And now finding out why, it's like, ugh. Uh, so just different feelings on that. So, yeah. So I told Jordan bunching. we got to do a Bruce Willis like yeah. everybody else. So as far as I can remember, Bruce was kind of the first guy to break us out of the 80s, 6'4", 285-pound, muscle-strapped action hero. He was doing he was doing everything that they were doing, but he wasn't, yeah. Jumbo. Right, he was, he was the average Joe that could yeah. do the same things they were doing, and it kind of took us into he... a whole other genre yeah, of action where it movie. Was, yeah, it was where it, he was believable because he could take a beating, and it was like, okay, is he going to, you know, obviously he's going to make it out, but yeah, not like he Arnold got... where he gets a <laughs> flesh he... wound and he's okay. Yeah, McLean gets his ass kicked in all the Die Hard movies. He gets his well, ass kicked in a until, lot of movies until four and five. Then, <laughs> then he's just Superman. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yes. But uh, those, don't, four, those don't well, exist. Die Hard Five does not exist. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard Four, I just watched recently. Um, I watched the R-rated cut. It's not a good movie, but after you've seen Die Hard Five, the fucking masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I think I enjoyed five more than four. Oh, you shut up. Oh, Man. Timothy Oliphant <laughs> is, is an okay bad guy. It would have been better sure. if it was a, a more of a true R-rated. Uh, do a lot. So. Yeah, but Justin Long is in the second or the third or fourth one. So he is, I mean, he's better than Kevin Smith. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Who's the more believable hacker? <laughs> who's who's the one who'd be living in their mom's basement? Kevin Smith. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, funny story. Uh, <laughs> our friend Scott, our friend Christian, uh, and myself went to a 12-hour diehard marathon oh. on 2014, the release day of Die Hard 5. So, get through Die Hard 1, greatest movie, action movie ever. Die Hard 2, eh, just more of the same. And Die Hard 3 gets it back. But then we we realized that the reviews for Die Hard 5 were not good. And we were like, Jesus. We should, Shocking. <laughs> we were telling ourselves that maybe we should bail out. We should bail out after 3. 
one of us said, oh, no, no, no. We came up all this way. We need to we'll get through it. Yeah. Die Hard 5. <laughs> all this way. You drove 40 minutes. It's not you like you drove no, hours. No, it was two hours. It was two hours. <laughs> yeah. We went up to the cities. Uh, and when we got out of the theater, we were walking into a blizzard. Holy hell. And we had to walk across the Roseville parking lot. We were on, we were on the wrong side. So we had to walk all the way over to get to, to Scott's vehicle. Yeah, that was a miserable fucking <laughs> ride home. But yeah, I still have my badge of honor. So, Wow. All right. So we basically have the same ranking then, right? So Die Hard 1 is Die number Hard, 1. Die Hard would be number 1. And that's what we were talking about that, uh, which movies we should exclude. So we had agreed on Die Hard and Pulp Fiction. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance be two then on the Die Hard list? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely for me. Yeah, the, and... the Samuel Jackson um, expanding it into New York. It's not necessarily a Die Hard movie, but John McTiernan getting back in a little more class. Jeremy yeah, you... Irons is a great bad guy. You take him outside and it kind of loses a little bit of its luster, but still great. It's still great. Uh, then two, right? Two is number yeah. three. Yeah, so, and then yeah. you can flip a coin with four and five with how bad they are. It doesn't matter. Uh, four, four will always <laughs> be fourth. Yeah, those will stay. Five is a special kind of hell. <laughs> uh, but he goes to Russia in five. It's bad. Have you noticed that all the Die Hard movies before were two hours long? This one was ninety minutes, and I don't yeah. think he had a scratch on him. See, I think that's why it's better than four. I didn't have to sit there for two for another half oh. hour. Jai Courtney is not John McClane's son. It's just, I can't even, rem I don't even remember who the bad guy was in Die Hard 5. <laughs> I don't think it matters, does it? I don't think it matters. It's just, um, uh, was, was that Live Free or Die Hard? No, Live Free was 4, right? Yep, yeah. 5 was a good day to Die Hard. Oh, I thought it was Die Hardest. It should be. <laughs> Oh, die hardiest. Die hardiest. <laughs> Genius. Maybe die horniest. It had to have been Cole Hauser, right? He was the bad guy. Cole Hauser's always a bad guy. <laughs> oh, no, because I would remember that. Other than Goodwill Hunting, I'm pretty sure he's always a bad guy. <laughs> and he was he was a, he was a tough dude in Goodwill Hunting, but yeah, he was But he wasn't a bad guy. No, he wasn't a bad guy. He was a good guy. That's a good car. It'll It'll get you. It's a good car. All right. Cole Hauser, bad guy. And uh, Too Fast, Too Furious? Yes. Believable bad guy. Oh, yeah. Cole Hauser's <laughs> a good actor. I like him. <laughs> All right. You know what you're going to get with him. He's going to be a tough guy. Yeah. He's... I don't think he has a rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the same role for 25 years. Yep. Well, I mean, so is Bruce, really. <laughs> I think they're in a movie together, or maybe that was Mel Gibson that I saw. I think it's called Havana with oh, Mel God. Gibson and Cole Hauser. It's on my it's on my list to watch, but I have so many things to watch. It's uh, it looks like uh, Mel is taking up the the spot that Bruce was doing because Bruce was doing a lot of these movies with Saban Films. So I think three of the four of these Mel Gibson movies are by Saban Films. 
So it's okay. like it's like a it's like a flag. No, 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 no. Those are bad. Those are really bad. All right. Okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about with him, or do you want to with, get into our top fives? I want to get into our top fives because that's where I'm going to have the most fun. <laughs> All right. Torturing well, you. <laughs> oh, you think? I think I'm going to be torturing you having to talk about some of these. Uh, my my number five. Uh, I'm just going to call it my favorite Bruce instead of my favorite movie of Bruce. Uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, Ooh, Bruce gets like to play movie. Jimmy the Tulip Tudeski, and he is having a lot of fun in this movie, and that's why I love it. Uh, that was my quote at the start of the show. Um, I mean, Matthew Perry sucks, but I mean, the rest of the movie is fun. And you can tell that Bruce was having a damn good time filming this movie. But uh, yeah, tell me why you hate it. Did I lose you? No. Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm here. Well, tell me why you hate it then. Why do I hate it? Uh, I hate it because just uh, I'm not a fan of Matthew Perry. Um, it was just, it was just a lame, lame comedy. So I just, I didn't, and especially the sequel, I hated even more. So, oh, I'm not even going to talk about the sequel. The sequel is trash. I, I, I just thought it was, <laughs> I just thought it was lame because the previews I, made it look like something else. Like I said, he's having a lot of fun and you get a bunch of fun people in this movie. Like Amanda Pete's great. Nude. Uh, Natasha, Natasha Hendrit, Hendrich is in this. Species. She's great. Uh, Michael Duncan Clark is in this. Kevin Pollock is in this one, or was that the sequel? Yeah, Kevin Pollock's a, a bad guy, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I did. I I I had a lot of hype for the movie, but I yeah, I just I don't remember liking it. Um, I was yeah disappointed. <laughs> but I'm surprised that you have it on your spot. So, yeah, I figured you would be. So, mm-hmm. nope. Okay. All well. right. Well, I'm going to take yours and I'm going to raise it with some Tony Scott. Uh, mine is 1991. Uh, Last Boy Scout with uh-huh. Bruce Damon Wayans, uh, written by the great Shane Black. It is a movie. That is steeped in a lot of lore, a lot of bad lore. Uh, Tony Scott hated working for Joel Silver, the producer. Um, Shane Black was uh, paid a lot of money for this movie to write it. Um, Critics didn't like it because they said it was just mean and nasty. Uh, I have always found it highly entertaining. I love the back and forth between Willis and Wayans. Um, Yeah, it's... So do you believe, which side of the rumor do you believe then that they hated each other on set or that they got along just fine with each other on set? I think, I think Bruce had a huge ego. His ego was getting bigger by the moment. Uh, I think that ha- affected the movie. Tony Scott, I almost got Tony Scott. Scott. What the hell am I saying? Uh, Tony <laughs> Scott and um, and Joel Silver's just back and forth with each other. Just it that seems that seems real. I'm on Tony Scott's side, um, of course. 
Because Joel, Joel Silver is another one of those guys with a huge fucking ego. Um, yeah, it was a, it was it was that time time a movie dumb where a lot of money was going to a lot of expensive places and not not always for the best. So, but yeah, I've always found the movie entertaining. Okay, uh, I have Willis uh, doing a jig is horrible. It's gifable. It's horrible. Uh, Damon Wayans throwing that football <laughs> up into the stands <laughs> with a busted ass hand. Yep. That Billy, ain't happening. Billy Blanks, a life a bitch. <laughs> Billy Blanks, yeah. How about the motherfucker that just starts shooting people on the goddamn football field? <laughs> oh, uh, he's running. Is... In, he's running in for a goddamn touchdown, and he's shooting defenders. <laughs> the movie earns every bit of its R rating, and I love it because they don't make movies like that anymore. Yeah, Halle Berry gets lit to hell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, She's wearing a whole vest of squibs. <laughs> uh, Bruce McKill, uh, D-Day, he gets blown up. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, I love I got a movie. lot of I got a lot of problems with that movie, but uh, it actually made number seven on my honorable mention list. So. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. It just because again, Bruce was having fun doing it. Like, it it's. I, if you take it for what it is, it's it's a lot of fun. I don't know what people were expecting with it, with everything that was coming together. Certainly wasn't going to be art. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Joe Hallenbach for life. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They, what, they come back to the same line that they use in the last boy scout for vengeance right when he says when they're talking about the c4 bomb and he's like what and leave it out here on the streets for some kids to find <laughs> some kids could find it right they they reverse it though because they yeah. have uh sam jackson say that don't they uh yes i think he's one of them who sees it and then some of the germans too say it to each other yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about Hans love, and Franz over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Die Hard 3. So, yeah, what's your next? What's your four? Uh, four is kind of cheating. Uh, oh. I'm going to say the whole Unbreakable trilogy because it's all one character. So, mostly Unbreakable. Uh, yeah. The other two I could really care less about, but uh, him as David Dunn. David Dunn. Uh, I, I, I love Unbreakable. As the unassuming uh, superhero. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have I have Unbreakable on my uh, mentionables because that and The Sixth Sense, I feel, are just so tied in with each other, that whole Shyamalan team up. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I liked Split a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, Glass was just a return Glass to form for awful. M. Night Shyamalan, where he was just a giant ego piece of shit. Uh yeah, yeah, I I, I really hated glass. <laughs> glass was really bad. The whole world building, you think you're going to build it into a universe. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, on, on the first one though, Unbreakable, when he, you know, basically when he, he starts uh bench pressing everything he can find in the house with his son <laughs> just to see what he can do. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I I like it's great. I, I like from under- that point on. <laughs> I like understated um Bruce Willis, because it 
he turns into more like a thinking man instead of you know being brash like he does in the last boy scout um, right yeah and I that's love... that's his whole persona in this is where he's just kind of unassuming and just kind of yes. under the radar the whole yeah. time doesn't doesn't want to be doesn't want that kind of life uh yeah i unbreakable is almost perfect the only thing that knocks it down is the forced um text at the end of the movie uh because the movie it was supposed to it was originally supposed to be a trilogy that was supposed to take place a lot sooner and disney disney had other ideas so disney made him slap uh and you know says what happens to these characters and it just it just fucking ruins it but the other 99 percent of that movie is really good right I mean, the movie is so good that you forget Robin Wright's even in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's it's great. Just, it's just a life. Yeah. 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 I wish, so, I wish Shyamalan would get back to that stuff, but. Uh, my only real ago. issue with the movie is the, the whole fear of water thing that he has or the, the, the whole water is yeah, his water kryptonite. Is his, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that I really have against it, but I don't know. I thought it was great. All right. <sighs> All right. My number four is a, uh, it is not a good Bruce Willis movie. Uh, to me, I watched it at that young, perfect age where I think it's fantastic. Uh, 1993's striking distance. Oh, uh, Yeah. Have you heard of this one? Oh, I've heard of it already. Uh, yeah, he is a Pittsburgh police officer who uh he gets to go has, by Tom Hardy. Gets to go by Tom Hardy. <laughs> he gets to he uh, something tragic happens to him. Uh he ends up becoming a, a riverboat police officer because he's fallen so far below and the killer that he thought had gone away is dropping bodies again. So uh, Mr. Hardy has to team up with the very inexperienced Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, Got a fantastic cast. Got Dennis Farina, Tom Pastorelli. Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. I'm forgetting the dad. Oh, the guy from Frasier. It'll come to me. Um, Yeah, the movie is insane. Um, it, it, yeah, it takes, it's a lot, it's a twisty and turny. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a movie they don't make anymore as I'll say it again. Um, but yeah, I, even though it's a bad movie, Willis is 100% committed to it. So. Hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Was it, uh, John Mahoney? I think that's what his name was. John Mahoney. Yeah. Okay. John God, Mahoney plays Bruce that one Willis's racked dad. my that one racked my brain for a minute. Holy hell! <laughs> I couldn't remember it. It just I could remember everything else. That was a deep yeah. pull. <laughs> if you ever get yeah, if you get a chance to watch Striking Distance, it's not that long of a movie. It's only like a hundred minutes. All right, better title, uh, or do you like Striking Distance? It was originally going to be called Three Rivers. Three Rivers, I liked. I liked that title. Um, but yeah, striking distance is more of that early nineties, late eighties, you know, 
it gives it more point. of an action feel. You know, yeah, you know what Three, Three Rivers. Rivers doesn't sound like. It sounds art house. Yeah. <laughs> striking distance sounds like somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Well, striking distance makes me think that it's going to be a Seagal movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Which it very easily could have been, right? Like just well, replace yeah. those two. <laughs> Well, hang on. What was what was Seagal doing in '93? <laughs> Anything? I don't think. He, I think it was next. The next year he was doing on Deadly Ground. So Seagal might have been available in '93. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say swap whatever movies they were doing at the time. Bruce Willis is the <laughs> is the. Is the karate cop with uh, uh, <laughs> the earth conscience? Oh, <laughs> and Seagal is the drunk, <laughs> remorseful river cop. Yeah, I guess I guess he couldn't have you couldn't have swapped him if you could was... have Bruce. You could have young Seagal could have been in anything. It probably would have just been another out for justice or something like that. But yeah, but on deadly ground he was. What directing and producing and acting or whatever oh, in that? Yeah, wasn't he, it's, wasn't he doing it all back then? That was his passion project. Was on Deadly Ground. <laughs> yeah, good Michael passion Kane. project. <laughs> Kick Swing the shit out of Michael bud. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so my three, what is your three? It's going to bring you down another like, holy shit moment. I think let's do it. Uh, my three is hostage from 2005. I like that movie. Uh, wow. I was not expecting that. Um, yeah, I like it. I don't like it that high, but I like it. So it's no, a good movie. But again, Bruce got to do something like when he, in the opening sequence, when he's got the long hair and the big beard and the unkempt beard is, is great um he's uh god <laughs> why am drawing a blank here right now he's a uh um he's trying to talk down the the guy inside the house with the cow oh this is embarrassing wasn't he the <laughs> sheriff of a small town well, he became that after yeah. he after this and incident, it was uh, fighting yeah, incident. Uh, the house ends up getting the negotiator. There we go. He was a yeah. negotiator. Yes, that went that went tits up on a mission, and yeah, then he retired to a small community where he was the basically the police chief. Yeah, and then you get uh, oh man, the whole list was fun. Ben Foster. The, ben Foster's the crazed maniac of the group. Get the the little brother of the other guy. I know him as Lincoln. Oh shit, LJ from the Prison Break TV series. Okay, um, and then I know the older brother as Tommy Donnelly from the Black Donnellys that only lasted one season on NBC. And Kevin great, Pollock great was the show. dad of that house too. Kevin Pollock was the dad working with Bruce again. Yep. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so yeah, these three teenagers decide that they were going to steal the steal the the car they were going for the the cadillac i believe and they end up inside and get caught basically by the family so then they take them hostage and yeah it's uh 
it's an interesting twist when i mean you get bruce's family as being held hostage themselves so yeah yeah, yeah it was a it was a twisty movie yeah i remember remember seeing it in the theater i really liked it um and i know you had talked about it not too long ago so brought back brought back memories i know i saw it playing on cinemax and couldn't watch it and i was disappointed so yeah i like that movie it was i mean still, some of the still gave a shit <laughs> some of the shit that he pulls off to try to recover that dvd like using the helicopter as as um sound cover so that the rest of the cops don't hear the conversation that they're having with with the nigga with the kids inside (laughs) just ridiculous bullshit but i love it (laughs) yeah it's how they used to i'm gonna say it a lot it's how they used to make movies like that right yeah so suspension of disbelief yeah, and Ben Foster was great as uh yeah, as a basically an unknown at that point. I mean two thousand five yeah. Ben Foster. Yeah, yeah. I think wasn't he um wasn't he in the movie Murder by Numbers or was that I'm thinking of Baby Goose? No, that's Baby Goose and um the kid that played Penn, uh, Michael Penn. God. Is that the other guy? I only yeah. know him from he was in Boardwalk Empire. I remember him from for many, uh, many years. Yeah, movie with Eva Green that he did. Um, but yeah, it's okay. So I'm getting those mixed up. But yeah, I like Ben Foster as a heavy. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, when did he do? The, when was he in the Punisher? When was the Punisher? 2004. Ben Foster in that? I believe so. Don't remember that. Yeah, remember, he's the guy Tommy that gets Jane. all his. He's the one that gets all his piercings ripped out. Okay, I'll have to look that up. I have... <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember that? I remember that. <laughs> I didn't remember who it was. Yeah, Ben Foster's the guy with all the fun piercings when Kevin Nash shows up and starts oh, ripping them all out of his face. That's the big Russian. And the fat dude that likes to bake was silent the whole time. And, <laughs> and Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah. Is that who that is? Holy yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah. Do we need to do a Punisher rewatch? <laughs> I think so. Uh, should we double it up with Warzone? That'd be fine. That'd be uh, <laughs> interesting. Warzone is a <laughs> different movie altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So my number three is another Dirty Bruce movie. Uh, it is the much maligned 1994 sexy adult thriller Color of Night. Um, I have watched, I have seen this movie since I was younger. (laughs) Uh, it's one of those that introduces you to another world. Uh, Bruce is a psychologist, psychiatrist who has a patient commit suicide on him. And when he looks out the window, uh, he goes colorblind. Uh, so he quits his practice decides to head out to Los Angeles to be with his best buddy, Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula is a psychiatrist as well. Uh, Bakula believes that one of his, one of his patients in his, one of his groups is a killer, uh, but he can't figure out who it is. Uh, so he asks Bruce to sit in on it and all fucking hell goes, it just goes to hell. Um, fantastic cast in this. It's got Kevin J. O'Connor, uh, Lance Hendrickson, Ruben Blades. 
If you didn't, if you didn't say that name, I just would have assumed it was Blades, Ruben Blades. Um. So yeah, I I love uh, Color of Night. The cast is fantastic. Um, got Lance Hendrickson, Kevin J. O'Connor, like I said, Scott Bakula, uh, the very very erotic Jane Marsh. Um, it is a f- fucking insane erotic thriller. Um. There's two versions of it. The director, Richard Rush, has a two-hour and 20-minute version that adds even more sex and violence, but it makes more of a plausible movie. Uh, There is the producer cut, which is 20 minutes shorter, and it's an absolute fucking mess. Uh, The only version that I had seen was the two-hour and 20-minute version. Um, I just bought the Blu-ray not too long ago, and I finally got to see the theatrical. Holy shit. But yeah, it is, you see a lot of Bruce, you see a lot of Jane Marsh, there's a, it's a lot of blood, it's fucking fantastic. All right, so true or false, I'm looking this up right now, did this flop at the box office? Was this the worst? hard. This was was the worst movie of 94? This was, yeah, because the version that was released. Um, the two hour version is, a, it's a disaster. Hmm. Um, the, 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 the director's cut gives it a little bit more room to breathe. It is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah, it's, it is, it's always had, it's always had a soft spot. So, and I love Scott Bakula. I mean, just love the cast and everything. So. All right. So I know nothing about this movie and quick um did you know that maxim magazine singled out the film as having the single best sex scene in movie history yep yeah the the Uh, sex scene between yeah it it starts in a pool uh (laughs) believe it it hits the shower and then it goes into the bedroom yeah here's a fun Here's a fun tidbit for you. Because of that, it became the most rented, one of the top 20 most rented films in the U.S. in 1995. Yeah. (laughs) After that article was released. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of choices back then. You kind of got what you got. Uh, But I think Bruce was a sell to it. And um, I think it just, you know, it's always that curiosity factor. Can it be, is it, is it that bad? So it's there's a lot worse movies out there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always have a soft spot. All right. Well, uh, my number two um, is basically the same movie as my number one in a way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Looper is my number two favorite Looper, Bruce. Love film. it, love it, love it. I uh, got a great cast with. You know, Joseph Gordon Levett, uh, Emily Blunt, Jeff Daniels, obviously Bruce. Um, I don't even uh, I don't even know how to describe this movie to somebody. Other yeah, than, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a hard one. I mean, um, it's it's a, probably my favorite Rain Johnson movie right now. Still, I can't think yeah, of anything else that I'd rather see that he's done. I my my first choice is always brick. I always have that's just where the love began. That's but, I'd rather I think I'd rather watch Looper than Brick and Brick is great. See, 
just seeing what Looper does on the catering budget for a Transformers movie was it's just eye popping. It's just what what Ryan Rain gets Johnson gets away with for no budget is so it's so damn good. Huh. And it's yeah. that's the last great Bruce Willis movie too. Um probably. I mean, at least from uh yeah. He hasn't done any that was 2012. And then yeah. he went into his DTV. All hmm. right, so the synopsis for Looper. 2074, when the mob wants to get rid of someone, the target is sent into the past where a hired gun awaits someone like Joe, who one day learns the mob wants to close the loop by sending back Joe's future self for assass assassination. Okay. See, th there you go. And it's hard to describe to somebody. <laughs> yeah, it is. But the movie doesn't do, the movie does a really good job of keeping it easy. Yeah, uh, for sure. It, it plays yeah, out what, much easier. Yes. But yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love Looper. And it doesn't take long either to be like, wait, so Bruce Willis is his future self? Okay, mm -hmm. got it. Yeah. And I mean, that. Yeah, it plays out pretty interesting with the gold bars on his back and whatever. <laughs> Any, yeah, anyways, there's, there's not a lot of wasted energy in that movie. It's... Maybe we should just talk with spoilers. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that's enough. I, I think that's enough. If you haven't seen Looper yet, yeah, more Definitely so than go Color of it. Night. Yeah, watch it. It's <laughs> fantastic. And I think that movie's the reason why Johnson got uh, the second Star Wars. And you get some Paul Dano love. Uh-huh. Yep. Love some Paul Dano. Yeah. Paul Dano's best role is still a Swiss Army man. You got it. You you need to see There Will Be Blood. <laughs> no, you need to see Swiss Army Man. I will see that if you watch There Will Be Blood. Okay. You get back to me after that. There we go. All right. So my Wait. number two. I have is... to finish. I have to finish. Oh. There will be blood. I've yeah. sat through like the first 40 minutes of them having dinner. Oh, you need to. You God, need more I'm so, so bored with it, though. Anyways. <laughs> All right. My number two is has developed a cult following. Uh, it, it was not very well received in the U.S. It's a bigger hit around the world. It is 1997's Luke Besson's follow-up to The Professional, The Fifth Element. Mm. I love this movie. Um, I tried to convince my wife to name our daughter Lilu. Uh, <laughs> How'd that could, go over? She considered it, but she already had her name picked out because we both thought Lilu was a really cool name. Um, so, yeah, I love everything about this movie uh bruce willis as his grumpy self milo jovovich as her absolute best as the supreme being um uh, ian holm as the the priest who gets swept up into the events uh gary oldman as fucking weird as hell bad guy uh arms smuggler uh chris tucker as a radio DJ. <laughs> oh, it is. If you love the professional, 
it is the last thing that you would expect. <laughs> uh, it is very, very French. It's almost like a French Star Wars. Um, yeah, it's that's I a good it. way to put it. French Star Wars. It's a French Star Wars. Um, it's it's got one of my favorite. It's got so many so many lines that I love. But when <laughs> Bruce gets the Bruce gets the guy to uh, to be arrested for him, he almost looks like he's breaking in camera where he's laughing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a very weird movie. It, they get plays on Sci-Fi Channel or TNT like every other week. So, and it's got a great opera scene. It's got everything. I can't believe you went through a cast list of twenty-five people just now, and, <laughs> and I didn't and mention Brian James. No, you completely left off Tommy Lister Jr. I wasn't. Oh, was Lister that shit? As not just anybody, the fucking, fucking president. president. <laughs> I was so excited. At, and I also did not mention, yeah, Brian James as the president's number two. I don't think he's a vice president. I think he's just a General guy. Monroe. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got the greatest <laughs> movie president ever. <laughs> Uh, uh, I love. Uh, yeah, it's. I have. I have uh, a huge heart for that movie. I've introduced it to my kids. They think it's fucking weird, uh, but that's that's mostly the point. Um, yeah, yeah. That element all the way. I don't really have. I mean, that was eight on my honorable mentions list. So at least it it's made it. it's fun. It's it, just I it's a know. lot of fun. I I don't think Bruce was doing anything fun in that movie for me. So, oh, <laughs> when he forgets think... about when he forgets about Ian Holm in the uh, in the bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Every, okay. Every time Fair. me every time Mila changes in front of him, <laughs> she really is perfect. Yes, she is. All right. All right. Well, this leaves us. This gives me to one. Oh, one. Sorry. And I'm curious whether we're going to have the same one or not because it hasn't so. been mentioned yet. I don't think so. All right. Fine. I don't think, so. I don't think you'll catch <laughs> mine. All right. Uh, my number one is Bruce Willis in. Oh, shit. When was this? When was this? What's the movie? Oh, 1995's 12 Monkeys. Uh, I thought he acted the shit out of this movie. Um, he is vulnerable for once, really. Um, I just, I, I can't, I can't get over this one. This one was, this one was one of my favorite movies of the time for, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years. Um, yeah. I adore this movie. Um, it is the first on my honorable mentions because uh, there's so much Bruce. Yeah, I love 12 Monkeys. It's one of those movies you don't dare get into because you might spoil it. Um, the what it what it has what it has for its reveals stick with you. Um, 
It I mean, is. It's Brad just, Pitt was great. <laughs> Brad Pitt was nominated for an Oscar. Madeline Stowe's in it. Uh, you got the great. Damn so it. how was how was Pitt nominated over Bruce? I don't in think, these in these roles even. I think because Pitt went to another place. Pitt was legitimately just logo. crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, Bruce was Bruce was still Bruce, but he, yes, he was doing something different. Fucking uh, drooling, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hold on. I need to get the. But now you see why I said it's basically my same movie, the same as two, because it's him time traveling. Yes. <laughs> or is he? <laughs> oh, who's the guy who's a. David Morse is in it. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. Um, I was like, Christopher Plummer? Come on. That should be an no. easy pull. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's probably my favorite Terry Gilliam movie. And I, I love Terry Gilliam. Um, yeah, it's what introduced me to him. Uh, mm. Just that surreal sort of nightmarish world. Yeah, I, I love 12 Monkeys. It's just... I love bad Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> it's so hard to, to rank these because I love them all. So, um, all right. So, yeah. uh, what about this casting? What if like, uh, so I believe Universal's the one that turned, that turned it down. Uh, sure. Terry wanted to cast Nick Nolte as James Gunn or James Cole. Sorry. Wow. Nick Nolte. <laughs> yeah. Nick Ooh. Nolte. Yeah. What year would that have been though? If that was mid nineties, I don't think that would have worked. It would have been ninety four, right? If that was filming? early eighties, that would have been that would have been okay. So he wanted Nick Nolte as James Cole and he wanted Jeff Bridges as Jeffrey Goins. Oh. I could yeah. Him, I could see him flipped. <laughs> I could see Nick Nolte as that crazy motherfucker. And then Jeff Bridges as that hero per se. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't see I don't see Bridges playing crazy. Nolte Nolte is crazy. So <laughs> exactly, that's not hard for me to play. <laughs> um, God damn, yeah, that would have been interesting. I've still watched it. Um, yeah, I don't think we could talk about anything if if you haven't seen Twelve Monkeys yet, go see it. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, <laughs> it's it's a little weird, but I mean, it's it's so fucking good. Yeah. If you know who Terry Gilliam is, he did the uh, the Fisher King, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Brazil, Brazil, and the, this one are, are a lot alike in that kind of post post apocalyptic future. Um, just weird movies. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Good movie. Good choice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my number one is is an off-the-radar one. Um, it's a movie that introduced me to Paul Newman. Um, <laughs> it it introduced... I Bruce Willis took this role because he wanted to work with Paul Newman. He did not want to be billed. Uh, it is 1994's uh, Robert Benton's uh, Nobody's Fool. Interesting. Um, yeah, I... Bruce Willis is... gets to play just an out out-and-out shit asshole dickhead whatever word that you could think of uh the back and forth bickering between willis and paul newman has just always stuck with me 
again, uh, this is a movie I do quote. Um, yeah, it's Paul Newman is a uh, person who's anytime anything hard has happened in his life, he has turned and ran away. And for one particular Thanksgiving, um, he is stopped on the side of the road by his son and her, uh, his his son and his wife and uh, their two kids. And they are going to have Thanksgiving at uh, Paul Newman's ex-wife's house. So when this happens, he gets basically everything in his world goes upside down because now he gets to be a grandfather. He gets to be a father because he left his wife and son. Um, he's dealing with all the small town drama that's happening. Uh, in particular with his best friend, uh, with the former school teacher, now his landlord. Uh, it's just a really, really beautiful slice of life movie. Um, yeah, I've, I have loved this movie and I'm forgetting one particular person, uh, Melanie Griffith. Oh, I thought you were going to say Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. Uh, very, very <laughs> young Philip Seymour Hoffman as the <laughs> fucking asshole police <laughs> officer who is constantly going back and forth with Paul Newman. Uh, yeah, I, my favorite line from that movie is, uh, what Paul, what, what PHS says in response to everything that's going on. <laughs> it's making me laugh right now. But uh, Melanie Griffith is in this as Bruce Willis's wife. Uh, she is kind of put upon, uh, kind of just left out in the cold because uh, Willis is fucking anything that he can. And she had, her and Paul Newman have just a special kind of crush. Maybe it's going to lead to more. And it, yeah, it's, I love this movie. Yeah, it's, go see it. Uh, it's actually streaming on HBO right now. Watch it. It's only like an hour and 50 minutes long. Yeah, it's. Only an it, hour 50. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff with Philip Seymour Hoffman, as always, as the do-good cop who doesn't go so well with the, the town rebel. Hmm. And if you could imagine what Philip Seymour Hoffman's like as a as as a stuffy cop. <laughs> now this would be fun, right? Going out, you know, hey, we're gonna go watch a movie for Christmas since it's what the release date was December twenty third. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go watch a movie at Christmas and then you walk into nobody's fool. <laughs> Hopefully laughing your ass off. Yeah. It Hopefully. Yeah, it, it introduced me to uh, the director, the author. Yeah, I've got, I've got the book and the sequel to it. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a special kind of perfect for me. Right, you're either walking in or you're either walking out, and laughing with your family, or you're tearing your family apart. <laughs> I probably was something else. Oh, uh, all right. So quick honorable mentions list um okay. my number 10 is a little movie called lucky number 11 which i, I don't know why yet. i don't know why i stumbled upon this one day and i fucking loved it it's more of a josh hartnett movie than a bruce willis movie but bruce is great for the little bits that he gets to do and you get to see him with a fake fake hair and mustache so 
Oh, God damn it. What? I, uh, I wish you, I just wish you had the whole, he got to wear it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen the Jackal? He's like in different co- face costumes. Yes. I have, I, I think I owned, oh, there's a double feature DVD disc. That <laughs> was one side was the Jackal and the other side was, oh, rising. no. Um, shit. Was it 12 monkeys in the Jackal double disc? One. Yeah. That'd be a weird one. Jackal is right. a fun, stupid movie too. Um, well, I mean, we could literally list all of his movies. Cause I mean, <laughs> I, yes, I guarantee we, this isn't on either of our lists, but Hudson Hawk, he had so much fucking fun making that. Movie. I can't, <laughs> I, I I've, I've warmed up a little to Hudson Hawk, but it's, it's a so, terrible movie. It's fucking terrible. But it's, God, did he look like he was having trip. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like he gets, he was basically getting to be. Uh, Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds was ever a thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. so fucking snarky and and Hudson <laughs> and Hawk is weirder than that. Yeah, <laughs> and Danny Aiello, he's really good in that too. Um, do you want me to lift off my? Or are you just gonna go? Uh, my, well, I can. I guess I'll do my whole list quick since yeah. we talked about most of them yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, my number nine is Moonrise Kingdom. It's a great movie, and I mean Bruce isn't Bruce is great as usual but he it's just a little bit of a different role for him so yeah it's and it's it's a it's a really sweet um wes anderson movie too right yeah uh number number eight is fifth element number seven is the last boy scout and number six (laughs) you're gonna fucking hate me i loved him as harry stamper in armageddon as trash as that movie is I thought about putting that on my list (laughs) as an honorable, but I thought, no, there's other things that I could put on there, but so much trash in that movie. God damn. I'm working on getting my wife and kids together to watch Armageddon as a family. So. I mean, you may not ever let me back on the show again. If I tell you (laughs) this story. That my wife still makes fun of me for when I admitted to her that when I saw Armageddon in the theaters, when he looks into the camera and is telling Liv Tyler, you know, take care of AJ, <laughs> knowing that he's going to his death, you know, one single tear rolls down the cheek. <laughs> and I've been made fun of it till the end of time for that. <laughs> I think every man has probably teared up at that scene in the movie because as cheesy as it is it's it terrible is, <laughs> is but it's effective right uh, yep it does the job no hell no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for as many fucking terrible lines wow. and as much oh. terrible shit is in that movie uh it's i mean it's one of bruce's staples it, it's yeah it, it's so bad Uh, 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 and before we get to your list i gotta ask you since you did two of these which one do you like better tears of the sun or hearts war uh i i remember either sun (laughs) more than hearts war i mean i remember you know when i see the title of it it'll come back 
but yeah, the Tears of the Sun. I've always uh, well, Hearts Wars is him and Colin, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's like the uh, it's like a like a lawyer movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tears of the Sun is the action. The, the yeah, it it introduced me to the to the phrase "knuckle up." I had never heard <laughs> of that before. So thank you for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, yeah, I prefer Tears of the Sun as well, by the yeah. way. And so, that's Antoine Fuqua, so that's, that's a, yeah, I like that movie. All right. Oh, so my list. This was hard for you to put in any kind of order. So um, my 10th one, I will go with Moonrise Kingdom. Um, I, I, I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. Uh, I like seeing the kind of the sweeter side of Bruce Willis. Um, that just it's just a, a great uh just kind of romance adventure movie um number uh number nine i put looper uh it's see when i'm saying these out loud it makes it sound bad but <laughs> i've already looper i have already said how much i love it so right. yeah um and then i have the unbreakable sixth sense double um because I don't put I don't put the last two on there because they sucked. Um, See, and but, as yeah. as good but, as the Sixth Sense was as a movie, you know, one time to watch. It just upon rewatching it, it just it doesn't hold up, and it, I don't think it's I don't think it was that fucking good. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I like just watching the movie. I get sucked into it every, every time when i don't i don't think he's doing anything fun in it either like he's just there dead right (laughs) sorry in every sense oh oh no (laughs) oh no the movie is how many years old almost 20 almost 20 well is it 20 it's 23 years yeah yeah uh i i think it's great i I like the i really like the tony collette performance uh, yeah. As the mom who's thinking she's breaking down with everything, so um, yeah. And then we talked about Unbreakable, um, and then uh, I put Twelve Monkeys at six. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I love that movie too. Yeah, I saw that at the at the right age. Um, hard to get in any kind of detail of it because spoiler, big time spoiler warnings on it. Um, but if it hits you, I think it hits you and it doesn't ever leave. So, hmm. mm-hmm. all right. So mm-hmm. we got our, we got our list. I want to ask you another Bruce related question here. And that okay. is of, well, basically since he made fucking GI Joe retaliation, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what has been your favorite Bruce direct to video movie that you've seen in the last 10 years that he's done the last 10 years. Oh God. Um, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh God. Um, I don't, th- Oh, fucking a, that's a hard question to put me on the spot. I know. Did you enjoy <laughs> midnight in the switchgrass? Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it for Lucas Haas. Um, okay. In, Bruce Willis, the all these movies that I've seen in the last couple of years, he's not really doing much in any of them. 
Um, he would sit down a lot. He would have, he would have moments of screaming. Um, but yeah, uh, what is it? The Fox, 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 the, why am I not thinking of her first name? Megan uh, Fox. <laughs> yes. Megan Fox. I uh, can't really take her seriously as a cop. Um, but Lucas Haas does <laughs> make take her movie. seriously in anything. No, uh, but Lucas the only thing Haas she was as, ever good in was new girl. <laughs> Lucas Haas as a serial killer is doing something different. Like okay. he was in the wrong movie. Um, God, I don't think I could say any of them. Did you ever see motherless Brooklyn? No, no, no. That, uh, that I know that's with Ed Norton, directed by Ed Norton. Yeah. So, yeah, I've I've just kind of forgotten about that movie. I think it stars him too. Yeah, but um, yeah, maybe I should I go and watch that. I was excited to see it, and I never did. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I love Edward Norton, and it just kind of, kind of just flew under the radar. Uh, did you watch his Death Wish remake? No, I heard it was terrible, and I don't. It like, was so bad, and I don't like Eli Roth. So, however, it was probably the best thing he's done in the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to watch Once Upon a Time in Venice, Once Upon a Time, <laughs> but I, I never got around to it. I didn't either. Um, I think I started this Bruce Willis run because he starred in a Japanese World War two action movie holy shit that was getting really 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 bad reviews and i watched it and it was it was bad what is uh, it what is uh, the movie <laughs> hold on. Hold on a um in the I meantime was, i wasn't I will, thinking about this so i will tell you that i stumbled upon one of these direct-to-video bruce willis movies you i was yeah i did not know he was in it i'm watching this mark paul gosler movie called precious cargo where <laughs> bruce willis shows up as the big bad evil guy at the end and I, oh, holy hell yeah mark paul gosler what the fuck are you doing bud uh, the the movie that I watched uh, that started this run was called Airstrike. Ooh, okay. It's set during World War II. Five different Chinese people fight their way through Japanese Air Force attacks to protect an important military machine in 1940. It's yeah, it, it's 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 so bad. It clearly is a paycheck. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It, Unfortunately, yeah, that's what started this whole shit. So, which I have retired from. So, which doesn't mean that I can't watch his old stuff. I'm not. (laughs) After I felt bad after the news came out. Yeah, after the news came out and all the shit I had said. So, there was a reason why these movies were as bad as they were. Um, So, so you're not going to watch Gasoline Alley, or did you? I did. I I watched (laughs) Gasoline Alley. That was my last one. I was terrible. Bruce only says yeah. Um, he doesn't really say it. He doesn't say anything else. Um, it's a Devin Sawa movie Ooh. again. Uh, it, it's just. I think I got a good team up now. We need a Devin Sawa, Mark Paul Gosler team up movie. <laughs> a buddy cop. <laughs> Maybe that's that's what you need. That's what you should get. 
I mean, we got the we got Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo and Cosmic Sin together. So <laughs> now we need the Mark Paul Costler and Devin Sawa. Yeah, it probably will happen if you wish it. It'll probably yeah. happen. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, do you want to give us some plugs? Uh, yeah. Um, we are still trying to get our bracket of baseball movies together. So we will be having that shortly. Um, look for that on the next podcast, I would imagine. Uh, you can follow yes. us on Twitter at CNETPod. Um, yeah, give us uh, some uh, some baseball recommendations, by the way. I'm so baseball movied out after watching so many of these things. Yeah, there's a lot but, of them. Uh, there's a couple that could be replaced on the list at the last minute. So Yeah, you need more Joey M. <laughs> I mean, you made me you made me cross off Air Bud the seventh inning fetch, so <laughs> you can only have so many movies, okay? You can't have everything you want. I want them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Then I next year it'll be sixty four. I didn't even put Joe Manganello's bottom of the ninth in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways he still loves you joey he still loves you do i <laughs> all right say goodbye all right thanks for listening bye bye